0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Edward. I live up in Swainswick. I'm the church warden at Swainswick uh, St. Mary's. And Rob asked me to come down today to um, to share with you the, um, well, to, to go through this. Um, well, I'm not, it's a talk really. And <laughs> I'm terribly nervous. And, but um, I'm sure because we all love Jesus, we all love Christ, we all love me. And if I get something wrong, please can you uh, particularly. Uh, Michael, who definitely one of them. Could you please stop me and correct me? Um, the thing is, I don't always practice like Rob and like our They they do it every every Sunday, day in day out, and they probably have hundreds of messages on their iPad. But I've got I've got an A4 pad here, scraps of paper, and I've just been shuffling it, and um, it's all disorderly. But you know, I've been. Um, praying and thinking about this and um, so I'm quite an emotional person as well and I get overwhelmed because I know that God really loves us he loves me he loves you and um, so here we go and I'll do my best (laughs) So so here I am to talk about the teaching of Jesus today the telling of the most important command from the verses that we just heard from Matthew Um, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, um, with all your strength. And the second commandment is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. And we've been hearing that ever since 1662 when the prayer book was written. I know we are not all that old. um, But we've been hearing that day in, day out. Some of you may have done chapel all the days when you were at school. You would have done evening prayers. You would have heard that in the prayer, love the Lord your uh, God with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love your now as yourself. What does it mean? What does it mean? Why did Jesus pick that out of all the verses? Why did he pick that out? To um... Now, if you, were, if you were Luke, the Gospel writer Luke, he was um, in his version of this event with Jesus. Jesus actually asks someone else, What is the most important command? And someone else gave the response. And then he was asked, Well, who is your neighbour? To so a slightly different um, twist in the story. And then he goes into Luke talking about the um, the Good Samaritan. Um, and then you remember the Good Samaritan story? The, the neighbor is the person who looks after that, that person who was injured and, and, and left, left for dead. Eden gave him some money at the end. So not only looked after him, but gave him some extra money. But Matthew it's a bit different. Matthew is a bit different. Um, by the way, I could end it there. If Rob was there, here, I, mean, I had a joke. I said, well, there we are. Jesus has answered the question. That's how you love your neighbor. I'm, I'm, I'm off now. But that, that'd be selling you short. He's selling you short. So my questions are, how did Jesus get this? Get to this in Matthew? What's he telling us? And what are we to do about it today? So a quick overview, the Gospel of Matthew really shows the, the figure of Messiah, the figure, the, the one who saves, the king who comes in the name of the Lord, prefigured in, in Genesis, frameworks by the laws that were given to us by Moses, and told about by the prophets. Quiz. Name me a prophet. Isaiah. Isaiah. Well, funny enough, Isaiah is the first prof- prophet that uh, Matthew quotes. Um, and um, Matthew uses the Torah and, and the prophets, and he pieces the narrative of Jesus' life together, starting with his birth, going through his teachings, uh, his death, and then between time, uh, more teaching about what is to come once we died, and the resurrection. And then finally, his last verse of Matthew, which was um, uh, to go and make disciples of all nations. And the actual last, last, last verse is which I love. I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus is with us always to the end of the age. So if there's nothing else you remember, just remember that. Jesus is with us now and into the end of the age. He's with us today and tomorrow and forever. So, how come Jesus chose these two phrases? One's from Deuteronomy, the other one from Leviticus, which are books in the Torah and um, in the Old Testament that the Jew, Jewish people loved. They stood on the Torah, they stood on the law. And we have these Pharisees and uh, Sadducees in the New Testament haranguing Jesus all the time um, about what it was. Who are you? Who are you? Why are, you? Why are you? What are you teaching? Are you teaching anything different? If you are, we, don't, we want nothing to do with you. But Jesus says, on these two laws, hang all the law and the prophets. Jesus says, I've come to fulfill all this and not to destroy it. Um, and interesting that his last three words on the cross were it is finished. It is finished. So in a way I think that Jesus came, he says here, to fulfill the law and the prophets, and then when he finally died on the cross, it is finished, he's done his work. So the momentum in Matthew is showing how, how the clever ones, the Pharisees and Sadducees, um, who were uh, creating all this attention, um, But but surely they um, were—they saw Jesus with his mass picnics, the feeding of the five thousand, the feeding, uh, the the miracles of everyone, the healings of all sorts of people, and the taming of nature. Um, The taming of the sea—the sea, the sea of Galilee—the stopping of the storm. Those amazing stories, and and today people around the world have. Have, have visions of Jesus. They have m- miracles in their life, and uh, we don't always hear about them. But things are happening. Things do happen. Um, I've got a friend down road in North whose grandmother had a, a second world war um, story of um, a, a miracle story. There are stories around. Stories around. But often they're, they're, they're private and personal. You don't. Jesus also said, don't tell someone. You know, just keep it to yourself, and you kind of wonder why did Jesus say that. But it's, sometimes it's private, and personal. Yeah. Um, okay, so okay, put so, that page. Right? So what did Jesus really mean? Love yourself. Now, love yourself. Do we love ourselves? That's something that's terribly un-British. Oh no, I I don't love myself. What do do you mean, love myself? Um, It has negative negative connotations. I don't love myself. That sounds uh, like egocentric, doesn't it? And not very Christian. Jesus clearly says, love your neighbour as yourself. So as you love yourself, love your neighbour. So how does that work? And that's what I've been really struggling with, actually, Leon, the, whole, the whole thing. Because I've never really... I've heard it hundreds of times. We've all heard it. Love yourself as... Love your as you love yourself. But have you ever really thought about it? Anyway, the love yourself, that was that that's what um, has, has had me in trouble. Hands up, then. Who loves themselves? And I don't think anyone's going to put their hand up, perhaps. <laughs> but we should. We should, and I'll come to that why in a moment. We should love ourselves, well, because we're told to actually. We, um, it's not British. It's weird. How can I, um, etc. What we've lost in society at the moment is our, is our. our um, at the moment, all of us, we identify in Jesus. We are sons and daughters of the risen Lord. We are, we are Christians. We, we are, we are. Um, yeah, I've got a list. Um, uh, and this comes later. There are actually no rules anymore. Um, no one fears God anymore um, in, in, in our society. Essentially, we are all good and we're all living in our own kind of false, false Edens, which in fact we know is, is decaying quickly. We are all perishing. Um, but it's our pride and our clouded minds uh, which dare not turn to someone else. We only turn to ourselves. We hardly turn to our neighbour for help. Um, Oh, I need some sugar. Oh, I can't knock on next door because we've had an argument or something. We hardly turn to our neighbour. Which is not what Jesus said. Love yourself, love your neighbour. It's hard, but possible. If we have the right mindset. Love yourself, but not at others' expense. In my life, my, my before I was a believer, my pride, my, my strength, my my way, I did it my way. Thankfully, that all crashed about 30 years ago. Miraculously, I, I heard about Jesus, and because I was really at the end of my tether. I could no longer rely on my own, own strength. I just kept on getting it wrong, my own... Um, life was just uh, on the outside. It was fine, but really it was a a total, utter mess. Um, But miraculously, like uh, Paul says, uh, his love poured into my life through the Holy Spirit. Loving self. So Adam and Eve in the garden, there they were, they loved it. They loved the Garden of Eden. They had everything. They They could swim in the river, they could go to the beach, they could eat all the, all the, all the food, but God, and God walked with them in the evening, and he loved them, and they loved him. But they had a, one little thing they shouldn't do, was to take that fruit, of the, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then, because they knew they were dying, and they got to the tree, you know the story, they got to the tree. Isn't that fruit looking good? And uh, no, you, I can't eat it, I can't eat it. But then something said, um, You won't die. Taste it, see what it's like. And that's just how sin has entered into our lives. We tasted what we knew wasn't good. We tasted it and we ate it. And it, we've fallen. And then, as we know, Adam and Eve were thrown out of the garden. And that's where the, our form that's where they are today. They forgot the fear of God. They forgot the fear of God. The, their pride got the better of them. But hey, love yourself. Whose image are we made in? What does it say in Genesis? Whose image are we made in? We are made in the image of, of God. We are made in the image of Christ. We have the image of Christ in us. We have the mind of Christ. We are God's children. We are part of his story. We are here in Saviours. We're we're part of it. We're, We're in it. And we are sons and daughters. We are children of light. We're like stars shining in the universe. Love yourself. Love your neighbor of about outpouring the love that you've been given. Pour it out to your neighbour. Love who you are. Love your, love your looks, love your jokes, love your, love your garden, love your wife, love your friends. Forgive them if needed. Shine like stars in the universe. In the mirror, smile at yourself. And you know what will happen? Your contentment, your satisfaction will spill over into the lives of those nearest to you and to your neighbours. So I've got a double asterisk. I need to go to the double asterisk. <laughs> I can't find it. But Jesus was saying, be satisfied in me. You are made in my image. Everything I have, I give you. I love you as I made you. I ordained you. You are whole. I trust you. I fight for you. Love yourself, and in this abundance of my love for you, you'll love your neighbor. Dispel the darkness, dispel the sin. Be away with it yourself, love your neighbour, you'll get it. And then you'll grasp how much my love is for you, how, how deep my love, how wide my love, how high my love is for you. When we are most satisfied in God, God will be most glorified. When we are most satisfied in him, God is most glorified. Love God with all your heart, soul and mind. Jesus did go on after this. He went on to talk about the parable of the talents, which is perhaps another sermon. But in his generosity to us, we have an abundance, we have an overflow. We've been given so much. Share it. Share the good news. Love your neighbour. Share your talents. If you were at the end of your tether... <laughs> Sorry, if you were at the end of your What's the answer? <laughs> it's come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. So that's my message so